This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Thank you for following along on Twitter, everybody. That's so nice of you. Thank you, thank you. You in particular. Uh, Instagram as well. It's uh, all your tech report. Instagram.com.com slash your tech report. Facebook.com slash your tech report. I think you noticed the trend, Mitchell. You know, we are nothing if not consistent, so I, I appreciate that for my own brain. Um, okay, Mark, so you see I'm wearing this T-shirt right now, I but do. this T-shirt isn't actually appropriate because, you know, of course, Justice League came out a while ago. But we, we've been all excited. For the last week, we've been talking about, you know, Avengers Infinity War. And here's the funny part for me. When a new Marvel movie comes out, yeah, I'm excited for the movie. Of course I am. Who wouldn't be? But then I also start getting excited. I start wondering... What is Funko doing now to celebrate the release of the... Is it crazy that I think like that? No, it's, it's, it's exactly where my brain goes, and this is why I, I said, you know what? We need to call Mark. I know, and I know who we're bringing on right now, Mark Robin, who's the director of marketing, of course, for Funko. Mark, uh, I'm guessing when you hear people like me say, yeah, I'm excited about the movie, but what is Funko going to be doing for collectibles? That's not a bad thing to hear, right? Well, of course not. I mean, I, I hope it's the first thing that pops into your mind. You should care less about the movie and more about just buying Funko stuff from said movie. Wow, movie. Who cares about I'm the kidding, movie? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, delete that in post. Okay, hang on a second. Edit. Okay, done. Yeah, it's it's already done. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, it really is the truth. I I couldn't wait to see what you guys did, and you know, we're going to talk about that. You know, first I have to uh, thank you because, and for our listeners, you know, our listeners already know that we you know we've been really using our YouTube channel a lot over the last year. We've grown our audience a lot there, and I just did an unboxing video of the Infinity Wars pop vinyls that you actually the Infinity War pop vinyls you sent me to unbox. Did it in a video, of course. Now we're talking about the show, but I I, I think I'm I, I think I'm hip to you. I'm really on to you now, Mark. Because here's what happens. I open up that great box. I show all these great pop finals. Then I realize, wait a minute, I can get more of these. There are different variations. There are variants, masked and unmasked heroes. So I start going online to collect the whole rest of the bunch of them. And I realize now you're kind of an evil genius. You personally, Mark. Well, I mean, we're a group of evil geniuses over here. It's, it's definitely, uh, you know, that, that's got to be on your resume when you even apply to Funko. Just, you know, X amount of years is an evil genius. But I, uh, I appreciate the compliment. And, and I think you're right, though. The, the reality is, it, when, you know, when you, when you start collecting uh, figures from a movie like this, it's just not going to look right on your shelf if you've just got Cap sitting up there or you yeah, just exactly. have Iron Man. I mean, you've, you've got to have the whole gang. I mean, it's just, or, or, or it's just not going to, you know, it's not going to look right in your shelf. People are going to come over and be like, <laughs> well, where's the rest of the group at? I mean, you know, just for credibility's sake alone, you're going to have to track down all the variants. And, and, but that's what makes collecting fun, right? It's finding those hard-to-find pieces and those grail pieces. It's, it's the thrill of the hunt. You know, I, I, this season must be like an awesome one for you guys. Or awesome or crazy. I don't know how to, how to put it, really. Because we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp coming up. We've got Deadpool. We've got the Han Solo movie. We had, you know, Avengers Infinity War. Like, it doesn't stop for you guys, does it? It really doesn't. Uh, you know, the reality is we've got, you know, a lot of blockbusters that are coming out. Um, all year long. I mean, even into the fall, we'll have, you know, a new Harry Potter movie or Fantastic Beasts 2 and Aquaman. I mean, there's always a lot of great shows that are, that are uh, you know, coming back or premiering on TV. So there's always lots to do. Uh, but it does feel particularly busy right now, just giving like the cadence of Marvel movies and a new Star Wars movie all coming out at the same time. Yeah. 
Well, I, I was going to ask you this. There are obviously a couple of ways that you guys go about doing things. We've talked about this in the past, and it's kind of fascinating to us. So obviously there are those shows that become popular, whether it be a TV show, a cult hit, a movie that's a cult hit, a movie from years ago that you guys decide to revisit and give uh, give the brand to. And then there are those situations like, I'm guessing, Infinity War, where you get ahead of that and say, okay, we have a deal with them. We know what Marvel's going to be putting out. We know the characters, and we're going to be putting out a bunch of figures. And then really, you have to kind of stock up and make a lot of those figures knowing how popular the movie is going to be. So, I mean, how hard is it to sort of anticipate, okay, I think they made, the movie made, what, like over $600 million opening weekend? So you guys really had to ramp up production to get these things out in advance of the movie, correct? Yeah, I mean, luckily, you know, when you're working on a movie like this where, it, you know, they're planning it out, you know, years and, and, and months ahead of time, you know, we know when it's coming and, and you know, they share reference art and you know we don't we don't get to see you know the movie ahead of time or anything like that but we know we get a breakdown of of whatever you know in this case marvel's willing to share we get a certain amount of reference art we can start saying okay these are the characters we're going to create and then you know people are always asking us well why these characters why not these i mean it's a it's a shared vision in terms of what what the licensor wants to focus on in a particular movie and then sometimes we just need to see the movie and once we've seen it, then we can start plotting out Wave 2 and, and, you know, the characters that we feel like we may have missed or, you know, other variants or interesting moments from the movie. Um, so it's a process. And, and then in terms of, of, like, how much we make, I mean, that, you know, luckily we've had some experience. We, do all, we, we make product for a lot of these movies, so we generally have a good idea of, of where it's going to, uh, you know, kind of land at with respect to other movies. And we get a lot of feedback from our retail partners because they tend to know, well, we think we're going to be able to sell this much and devote this amount of shelf space to it. So it's a long, complicated process. But because these movies are so well planned out, it's not anything that feels like, oh, we have to figure this out tomorrow. It's a, it's a, <laughs> right. it's a work in process that, you know, has been going on in this case for, you know, probably for the better part of a year. You know, Mark, I, I got to ask you an interesting question here because um, my son always grabs, you know, the various boxes that show up on my door and, and he breaks them open. But my daughter's getting more interested. And, and I had not realized this until I went on the website and I said, OK, I need to find an alternative for my daughter because she's, you know, uh, now interested in getting stuff. She just mm-hmm. wants stuff out of jealousy. But, I, you know, it's not necessarily themed towards her. And then I realized that, you know, things like the Disney pop in a box and there are things that are geared towards the, the female audience. Audience. And I think we have this stigma in our head sometimes that this is more of a male-oriented thing because of the whole comic book and stuff like that. But that's mm-hmm. not true. And I want you to tell me more about that because I, I'm, you know, selfishly interested about it. And of course, I think there are other people who probably have the same situation. Yeah, we actually find that our customers are pretty evenly split between um, men and women. Really, um, it's it's not, um, you know, an, an area where it's highly focused on on males. Um, that may be how collective collecting used to be years ago when the focus was primarily action figures. Right. But now, you know, with our with our uh, with Pop being our flagship product, um, there's interest from men, women, kids, adults, and and I think it's because of just the accessibility of of like the design. It just it works for a lot of people, and it really comes down to what the licenses are in terms of where where the appeal lies. You know in terms of gender or age or whatever. I mean, obviously, if you have something like a show like Supernatural tends to skew more female. That show just yeah. has a lot of female fans. And then you might have something else 
that is, um, you know, skews more male, you know, maybe something that's gaming or something, you know, who knows. But, um, you know, something like Marvel runs the gamut. I mean, because there you've got, you've got male characters, you've got female characters, you've got people of color. I mean, it just kind of, it, it, it's very accessible subject matter. So for us, it kind of, you know, there, there's definitely licenses that we pursue because we're thinking this is a kid-friendly license. Like if we do this, we're going to, um, we're going to make more kids happy. But generally speaking, you know, we, we see that we've got tons and tons of men, women, kids, adults collecting, and where that breaks down tends to be more about what they like and what shows they watch and what movies they watch more so than what they think about Funko. If you just joined us, we are talking everything Funko and their collectibles with their director of marketing, Mark Robin, friend of the show, who's been kind enough to join us again here today. Uh, Mark, I, I sort of, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, and I think my obsession is sort of well-documented here. And I, you talked a little bit about design and, you know, what design goes in. I know we talked about this on the show before, but, you know, we always have new listeners coming aboard. And I, I want to bring this up. I think it's worth mentioning because... People think of, you know, Funkos, they're cute and they're adorable, and they really are. The whole line, whether it's the Dorbs line, which of course is adorable, or even the <clears> traditional <throat> pop vinyl line, everything you guys do, they're so cool. And I'm just, I, I can't, I don't know really how you guys do it. And again, this is something we've talked about before, how you're able to get the level of detail. And, you know, basically all the pops have a similar shape to them, the wide head, the big eyes. And yet each one, thanks to, again, the design, uh, the skin on them, the the costume, the accessories that are added. Too, they're they able to they're able to bring you right to that. You know exactly who that character is. The detail's incredible, yet the design is so simplistic. So the design process, a lot of thought does go into the costume, accessories, the paint job, because that's what really distinguishes each one from another and what makes them all so unique. I agree. I, I, I'm often blown away myself in term, when I'm looking at a pop and I'm thinking, like, how do I know that that's Conan O'Brien? Because it's not <laughs> photorealistic. Right. Uh, you know, it's not something like uh, Hot Toys, you know, and they make fantastic sort of photorealistic 12-inch figures where you're like, yep. okay, that is Chris Evans. I have a 12-inch <laughs> Chris Evans in my office or, you know, in my basement, and, and it's frightening. It's so realistic looking. I right. mean, that, is, that is not what we do, but yet I still look at these figures. I'm like, I can tell that's Conan O'Brien or that's Chris Evans or that's Chris Pratt. And, and honestly, I think that's just a credit to our artists because they do sort of have to find the little things that can be reflected in pop because, you know, you're always going to have that same sort of squarish head shape. You're always going to have the little black eyes. But, you know, it's the hair and the facial hair and subtle things, even just like the eyebrows or like adding a little wrinkle underneath an eye or something like that. It's those little tiny details. And honestly, our, our sculptors and our, and our concept artists are just so amazing. I don't know how they do it. It's certainly not my skill set. Um, but, you know, thankfully, they are really good at it because uh, I... It never ceases to amaze me, and I can tell you from experience how difficult it is, because when I applied at Funko, I actually created a figure of myself and brought it to my job interview, thinking they're either going to say, this guy is the perfect fit, or he's insane. And I think it was a little from column A and a little from column B. It is a terrible likeness of me. So really, it shows you how much skill you have to have to be able to create one of these, and I do not have it. Is that one still on your mantle? It is sitting right here in my office in a place of honor with some of my other hard-to-find pops because, if nothing else, 
it's a one of one. So it, it may be the rarest <sighs> of them all. Oh, dude, you have to send me a snapshot of that one day. We'll talk about that off the air. Never, I love that. Never. <laughs> that bad, Go visit huh? the office, Mitchell. Go visit the office. <laughs> when, I come, when I come visit you, you will show that to me. That would be awesome. Um, I, I want to go a little bit. Before we let you go, I want to go back to the your subscription boxes. They've been such a huge hit. And obviously, if somebody is a collector of a specific, uh, a specific type of pop, whether it's the DC Universe, Disney, Marvel, any of you guys have you know a, a subscription box for that. I want to talk a little bit about Collector Core right now because the Marvel subscription box, because you guys did something special and again when you do these subscription boxes for our listeners who don't know you're getting unique content that you can only get in those boxes so it's really kind of cool you guys did a thanos a giant thanos of his ship that uh that i i had to include in the video because you know obviously it's part of the infinity war universe and but so that's another way that you guys have exclusive content we talked about yes you have the deals with you know companies like target and uh you know uh hot topic but also you're exclusive in your own right within your own ecosystem having stuff that people can just find in their sub boxes, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you are a subscriber to, uh, you know, Collector Core or any of the others, then you're going to get something that is specific to that box. I mean, you can't get it anywhere else other than the program. And that Thanos in the in his ship, the Sanctuary, I think oh, it's yeah. called, it yep. is huge. I mean, that thing, <laughs> when they dropped it off on my desk, I was like, how are you going to ship this to people? It is gigantic. Uh, but that's the cool stuff that we can do in those programs, is that we can, we can you know, find ways to try new things that maybe wouldn't work um, at retail, because, you know, at retail, they have a certain amount of shelf space, and they need to be able to flow things in, and, and you know, the, the, the sizes of pop boxes are standards. They can move these out and move another set in. You, you can't just all of a sudden be like, well, we've got something that's now five times as large. But we can do that when we're the ones selling it or shipping it. So it does afford us uh, a lot more, uh, a, a greater opportunity to kind of take risks and do some different things. Well, you know, of course, you know, you have that, you know, my, my schoolboy reaction on Christmas morning on the holiday of any, anyone's choices morning. I see the giant box from Funko and I see the subscription box and I go, ooh, that's a big box. There's got to be a giant pop in there. And of course, my eyes become like pop vinyl eyes, giant black pools. And I get so excited because, you know, but like you said, you're able to do that when, <clears throat> so to speak, you're, you're controlling the message. So we love those. And I encourage people to go, of course, to Funko.com and people be able to see all the great subscription boxes you guys do. It's not just Marvel. It's DC. It's Disney. I mean, you guys do so much. And, and again, you're kind enough to send them to us. And because we get them, we're able to share them with our audience. And we hope that never ends. And we hope that whenever, every Every movie comes out, we have the same reaction. Oh, yeah, the movie's fine, but what is Funko going to do? What are they going to do? And, of course, we're going to have you back all the time to talk about it. That is if you're willing to come back every time and do this. Uh, hey, you you can't keep me away at this point. I mean, even if I left Funko, I'd just still call you guys up and make you interview me about, you know, whatever's going on in my house or my cats or something. You're stuck with me at this oh, point. Oh, Lord. Don't laugh. That would be good radio. That would be a good cat report radio. That would be fantastic from the Robin residence. Mark Robin, please come back and join us again. We loved having you. Congratulations on everything that you guys are doing now, of course, not just in the Marvel Universe, but the success that you guys are having and continued success, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. I hope I see you guys at San Diego, right? 
Oh, yeah. Mark Robin, our good friend from Funko, thank you for joining us. And thank you for being here. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Mark Aflalo. Please do join us on all our social media, and uh, we will see you again next week. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.